You're listening to Welcome to Iloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. This is a space where we talk about mindset and leadership. So for all of us owners out there, regardless of the size of your business or your team, you are a leader. And it's been my recent experience and now full-fledged belief that everything also stems from your mindset. So hence the two topics for today's conversation. I think it's pretty common, especially when we first get started, to operate from a scarcity mindset. You know, most entrepreneurs may not have any money coming in right when they get started. So it's tough to spend, figure out how to spend it. Everything feels like an expense versus an investment. Like I get it. I'm not pointing fingers. I've been there. But I think there's so much power in shifting that mindset to one of growth and investment. I think there's also something here about letting go. I think a lot of us owners are type A people who struggle with that a little bit. Um, but I think there's something about letting go and trusting that others are capable of helping you achieve your goals. And I think that's pretty powerful. So we'll get into all kinds of fun, juicy stuff today around those topics. I'm really excited about today's conversation. I mean, we kind of have a celebrity appearance with us today. Leah Rowe is my coach and founder of The Perk, a premier leadership and team coaching, training and development studio. She's with us today. And I mean, she's really to be, she's responsible for this entire thing. I'm just going to throw it out there. She is. In one of our sessions in 2021, this is where Iloma came from. I mean, the entire concept of this podcast came from there and Leah's amazing, powerful questions. So no big deal, but uh, we do. We have a legend in our midst. So I'm also excited because for the last two years, Leah and I have had these amazing coaching sessions, but naturally as her coachee, they've all been focused on me. So I get to talk to Leah today in a two-way conversation. I'm super pumped about it. Leah is amazing. I mean, literally, that's pretty much her tagline. You're amazing. She's also amazing because she she just is. She's a CPA turned culture, trust, and leadership expert and certified coach. She's built her practice to help leaders be their best selves, become their best potential leader, and achieve results. So without further ado, I cannot wait to chat with you. <laughs> and I rhymed. Welcome to Eloma, Leah. Thank you, Kylie. I am so excited to be here. I am not taking any credit for this podcast because <laughs> as you know, in coaching, I don't move your body for you. You take action and you make things happen in your life. So this is all you. And I'm so proud of you. It's largely inspired by you. Largely inspired by you. <laughs> um, all right. Enough about me. We talk about me way too much. So Leah, uh, yes. you, are, you are magical and you've made, you've made moves for yourself well, personally and professionally over the last few years and, you know, started your career as a CPA and worked through corporate. And now here you are as this amazing, see what I did there, leadership coach and entrepreneur. So talk to me a little bit about what role mindset played for you in this transformation. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Um, <laughs> Where should we begin? Why don't we start with the transition I had from CPA to not a CPA? Because those so are yeah, obviously out- the only two options, CPA or not CPA. Yeah. <laughs> Felt like it at the time. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started out my career as a CPA and I was a bank auditor. I audited 
financial institutions, Very banks, sexy. mortgage companies, I know credit unions. It was super sexy. Worked for the FDIC. Yeah. All that good stuff. So sexy. And then I moved up here to Madison, started to do outsourced CFO and controllership work for startups and entrepreneurs. And that's where I really started to um, get in touch with entrepreneurship and work alongside people who are extremely passionate and changing the world. So I ended up joining a company called Healthfinch. They were one of my clients as their VP of finance and operations. And on my very first day, our CEO, Jonathan came into my office and he said, Hey, Leah, nobody here is doing people ops. Do you think that you could do people ops? And I said, for sure, Jonathan, I can absolutely do people ops. And I went over to my computer and I Googled what is people ops. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of that before. But, you know, it was that moment of saying yes to something that was I had no idea what it was that has completely changed the trajectory of my life and of my work and helped me find my purpose. And, you know, I think back to that and the mindset that I was in that has been a game changer for my life has been yes. And yes, yes to improv. Yes. Yes. Improv. Exactly. It's yes. I can, I can do that. And I have no idea what I'm doing and I will figure (laughs) it out and I will have fun along the way. Yeah. So it was really that mindset of just saying yes and trying things and being okay failing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fail, quote unquote, failure is like the greatest learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that is how I got into the world of people ops and realized that it's not just HR, it's culture development, it's leadership development, it's team development, it's employee experience, it's emotional wellness. It's all of the things. And so as that company grew, I transitioned into the VP of people and culture role and then ended up starting my business. And let's talk about starting the perk. So (laughs) I had, um, let's, let's really start about starting the perk. There's a lot, there's a lot we could dive into with that. There's a lot there. So, um, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to have my own business someday. I had no idea what that was going to be. And so I started, while I was at HealthFinch, I started getting trained um, through Coactive for coaching because we were going to build a coaching culture at HealthFinch. So that's why I started getting coaching training. And I went through coaching training, finished in July of 2018 and also had my daughter in July of 2018. So I was literally nine months pregnant at the final coaching training in Chicago. Like I literally thought I was going to go into labor while I was finishing this training. And I was the only woman on the leadership team at Health Finch that was still having children. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to send a message to the company that, hey, you can be a leader at this organization. You can have a family You don't have to do work on your maternity leave and it won't affect your career. Well, long story short, we hit some financial trouble during that time and we had a reduction in force. And so my position was actually eliminated while I was on maternity leave. Interesting. So let's talk about mindset here because in that moment, (laughs) in that moment, I had a choice to make. I could either wallow in my own self-pity and everyone would feel really bad for me, right? Because this is a really sad story to be laid off on maternity leave. I went from being totally fine to having no income, no insurance, and a newborn and no idea what to do. Or 
I could start the business that I had been dreaming of starting for the past year and make my dreams come true. Yes. And, and so I don't want to say it was an either, or like I could have also gone and found another HR job somewhere. I could have done that, but it's really, that's where mindset came in of like, what's the story I want to tell here. Yeah. And on the day that I got laid off, my sister, I called my sister and I said, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This is a huge roadblock in my life. And my sister said to me, Gwen said, Leah, what if this isn't a roadblock? What if this is a catapult? What if this is meant to help you get to where you're supposed to be in life faster than you ever thought possible and with greater velocity? Um, and great that was the mindset. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not even a life coach. And that was the mindset I decided to take. Yeah. This wasn't a roadblock. This is a catapult. Love. And so I started my business the next day. Amazing. Didn't you have, didn't you have, um, your baby strapped to your chest? Like the first few days there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, Betty was two months old. So I, I started building this business as I'm bouncing on an exercise ball with my baby, like in a carrier wrapped around me. And it was magical. It really <laughs> it was. was magical. It was, and you know what? And it was a choice. That mindset was a choice on, mm-hmm. in terms of like how you wanted to move forward. So Okay. So there's so much that we can unpack with mindset, but as we talk about mindset and leadership and entrepreneurship, you know, what have you learned from personal experience, from studying it, from teaching it? Uh, what have you learned about mindset and how it relates to leadership and entrepreneurship? So mindset, you know, one of the biggest learnings is that it is a choice and that you do have choice in it. Mm-hmm. Another learning is that your mindset is truly what drives your feelings and drives your actions. So when we think about leadership, when we think about being an entrepreneur, when we think about building culture, you know, the culture of your organization that is built by the daily behavior of every single person on your team. Yeah. Your culture is not what you say it is. It's what you do mm. and your thoughts, your mindset is what drives your actions. So everything has to be pulled back to your thoughts. And I had always kind of known this or like felt this, but one of the things that I learned a few years ago now was the thought model. And that has been really helpful for me to have that as a tool to use for myself and also with my clients. So what the thought model is, is, and it's derived from cognitive behavioral psychology. And so it starts out, you have a circumstance, right? circumstance in your life or in your work. And it's emotionless. It's just a fact. I was laid off. That is a fact of life. Yep. Then it's our thoughts about that circumstance. It's our mindset that drives the way in which we feel and our feelings are what drive our actions and our actions are what drive our results. So ultimately, if you're not getting the results that you want in your life, in your business, in your relationships, you need to pull it all back to your thoughts. What, what's the mindset that you're choosing to have about that situation that is creating your results? So that tool has been really helpful for me. I use it on a daily basis. I use it with my clients. It's also really helpful, you know, for my clients who are really analytical and problem solvers, because this takes it to be not so like fuzzy, wuzzy feelings yeah. and more of like, you know, a framework. I think that's so interesting though, because 
when people talk to to that point exactly like there's so many people who are like well it's not working so why is it not working let's reverse engineer it and mm -hmm. very seldomly would people naturally go to oh let me go inside my head to see what thoughts are floating around in there and and what choices i'm consciously or subconsciously making and surprise that's the root of everything yep absolutely and you know one of the really interesting things in working with the thought model with my clients is that everyone wants to skip the feelings line everyone wants to go okay i'm not getting my results here's the circumstance okay I'm going to change my thoughts. Now, this is what I'm going to do. Everyone, so many leaders want to skip Why? the feelings. I know. And for people like me and you who like love our feelings, feel it's like seems feel all the feels. So that's really been interesting too in working with leaders is helping them to understand their feelings around things and lean into that. So what is it about feelings that you think so many leaders are trying to avoid or skip through? Honestly, I think that a lot of times it hasn't been modeled for us as leaders that our feelings and our emotions are such a big part of the work that we do, of the culture we create, of our relationships with employees. It's all about action. It's all about problem solving. Yeah. And so, yeah. but feelings is a big part of that. Feelings are what drive your actions and results. Yeah. But isn't that so interesting though? I mean, to your point, like if we skip through some of those steps, if we just go from like circumstance, even to mindset, to actions, results, and we skip those feelings, you're almost doing yourself a disservice by like a band-aid solution. Like you're not actually creating a sustainable solution. Absolutely. And I always, I feel like the easiest part of the thought model usually is the feelings because you tend to not feel great about something. And that's when you're like, whoa, something's not right here. Mm. It's not like you're not getting results and you see that and you haven't felt feelings about that. Like you feel bad <laughs> you know. when you're not getting results, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. so that's why I was like, you know, plug in, tune into your feelings. Are you feeling great? Okay. See what you're doing. That's creating that result for you. Are you not feeling great? Okay. How are you feeling? Yeah. You don't like to feel this yeah. way. Let's change those thoughts. Let's change your actions. Let's change your results. It's almost like a barometer, like an internal barometer of like, you don't have to wait for the tornado to be at your front door. You can start to like feel the winds picking up, you know, like, yeah. oh, you could preemptively get ahead of this, you know? Absolutely. If we just kind of look inward a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the thought model. Are there any other tips or tricks or resources you might recommend for listeners who are looking to understand more about diving into mindset specifically in business entrepreneurship leadership? Definitely a thought model is the one that comes top of mind, but just some things to look into, you know, like we talked about yes. And like, that is a mindset. That is a choice. That's a lifestyle you can live. So I look into yes. And I would also look into growth mindset an owner's mindset, those two have been game changers when it comes to success in entrepreneurship and in my business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, for a lot of owners, um, there's a lot of research that shows, you know, trying to help your team adopt a bit of an owner's mindset just helps to give everybody a little bit of skin in the game and, you know, keeps those conversations not, not necessarily just deeper, but, you know, kind of on a whole new level and gives them just more understanding of the decisions that are made on a daily basis. If you can cultivate an owner's mindset with your team as an entrepreneur, that's how you change the game. Like that's how your company reaches a whole new level because it's not just you making the decisions and doing all these things and finding the value and closing the deals. 
it's your entire team. Like, could you imagine if your entire team is thinking and acting like an owner? I mean, that's kind of the dream, right? Right. (laughs) We're all like, why can't I clone myself? Oh, (laughs) well, maybe we can adapt mentalities and and mental shifts. But I think, you know, the big thing is just to remember that your mindset is a choice and like you are in control. You get to choose. Yeah. I think that there's so much there too, in terms of choice. It's like, everything's a choice. And when you Mm -hmm. realize that you have that, you know, in most cases, that freedom to make choices like that, it's, uh, it also, I think creates ownership. You know, you don't get to point fingers and place blame when you acknowledge that things are choices. Yeah, absolutely. And I also, I also want to note too, that your mindset is a choice, but that doesn't mean that you can't feel your feelings too. Like you also have to feel your feelings and you can be like, I know that I feel like crap right now. And I can't like switch my mindset. That's okay too. Like feel your feelings, tune and get curious with them. See what they're telling you. Yeah. So mindset's a choice, but also feel your feelings, feel your feelings, and then lean into the internal barometer that you may have uh, and not even realize it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as we talk about mindset and we talk about teams, you know, as leaders, depending on however big your team is, even if you're a team of one, you're likely surrounded by other people. Talk a little bit about how mindset affects culture and how we can introduce this to our teams, which we talked about just a bit there with owner's mindset, but also to our communities and, and the power of that. Yeah. So thinking back to the thought model too, mindset directly affects your culture because your culture is built by behavior. Your culture is built by the things that your team is doing on a daily basis. And like we talked about with a thought model, you know, it's your thoughts that drive your feelings, that drive your actions and actions are what builds culture. So this is where, you know, I really recommend leaders learn the thought model and teach it to their teams because I've seen such power in working with my team and with clients where a situation at work is happening where it doesn't feel great. Again, let's tune into our feelings. Okay. We don't feel good about what's happening with this client. Let's take a step back. What's the circumstance. Okay. How are we feeling? What are the thoughts that we're having about this circumstance and then actions and results. Now, what do we want to change? What's a different way we want to look at this circumstance in order to get the results that we want. So the thought model is really powerful for you to use as an individual but it is super powerful for you to use with your team to get better results. And is that something that you would do, like kind of give them homework to do, or would you like go through this and have a conversation as a team? Go through it, have a conversation as a team. Absolutely. It's a great team building activity. Yeah. And have you seen, have you seen this kind of show up in communities at all? Like outside of maybe just your team, like how do you, how do you bring this to fruition in other communities? Um, what kind of communities? Great question. I just mean like, like, you know, I'm, I know here in Milwaukee, I'm part of a number of different organizations. And I think, you know, the way you show up and and the mindset you bring can start to influence and create some conversations in, in different groups of people. And I also think like, at least for me personally, I've, I've had conversations and I think, you know, again, your choice and your mindset and how you show up in, com- in any conversation, I've, I've shown up and I've challenged a few things I'm like, so, you know, is it really as bad as you say it is? Mm-hmm. Or like, is there a different way we can look at this? And I just think that it can manifest itself in multiple ways. I totally agree. And I think that's a really good point. Again, our mindset is what drives our actions. So it's 
really important that we're intentional before we go into any space, whether it's a one-on-one conversation with a teammate or um, a meeting with a client or a community space or, you know, a community group that we're a part of. It's, you have to think through, how do you want to show up? One of my two questions that I love to ask before I go into any situation, and it's from that, um, that book B with Jessica Zweig. Is that how you say it? Jessica Zweig? Zweig, yes. Yeah, B. Yes. So the, I got it from this, from that book. And the questions are, what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? And what do you want people to feel when you are? And I think those two questions can help you get clear on how do you want to show up? And again, your actions are driven by your mindset. So then you need to think through what's the mindset I need to have to go into this space. Yeah. And I think there's so many different ways to adapt that too. You know, like when we first started this conversation today, talking about how a lot of entrepreneurs just getting started are maybe struggling with scarcity mindset and then, you know, kind of making that shift to an investment mindset or a growth mindset. And again, those are just, there's an evolution there, but, but don't be surprised when you see the results start to change once you've changed the way you're thinking and the, the mindset that you're choosing. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, as a leader, something to point out too, is you have to be responsible for the energy that you're bringing into the spaces that you're in and into the conversations that you're in. And so as leaders, we really need to take that time to take a step back and think through what do we want people to say about me when I'm not in the room or when I leave this room, how do I want them to feel? And we need to take responsibility for that. Yes. I think that's a huge call out because I mean, we would be lying to ourselves if we said that, oh, as leaders, you know, we never have a bad day and like, never feel like crap. Like that's not true, Mm -hmm. but you can choose how you show up. You know, you can choose. I think there's a delicate line there between like full transparency and authenticity and like, you know, showing up intentionally. Yeah. Uh, And I think, you know, another topic that comes up there is trust is like, you know, in the ways that we choose to show up, it also starts to build those relationships and it builds that trust. So in the work that you've done, what relationship have you discovered between trust and mindset and leadership? Oh, I love all these topics. All the good stuff. Oh, it all relates. Talking at your heart straight. I know you really are. It all relates because <laughs> guess what builds trust? Behaviors. <laughs> Behaviors are what build and break trust. So, and what we talked about, your mindset, your thoughts. I'm gonna keep saying it until we get like tattoos. Your thoughts drive your feelings, which drive your actions. <laughs> that is the tattoo I always <laughs> wanted to get was the thought model. <laughs> like that's the ta- it'll be down my back, the whole thing. What a rebel. <laughs> start with circumstances <laughs> at my shoulders. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anyway. I mean, but your trust is built by behaviors and behaviors also break trust. And so our thoughts drive our feelings, which drive our behavior. So our mindset also going into situations is what can ultimately build and break trust with people. And trust is everything. I mean, you think about in business and entrepreneurship, Nobody wants to work for a leader that they don't trust. Nobody wants to work on a team or collaborate with people who they don't trust. Nobody wants to do business or buy from somebody they don't trust. Like trust is everything when it comes to your business. And research actually shows that trust affects your bottom line. A lack of trust affects your bottom line more than anything else. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yeah. 
lack of trust affects the bottom line. Nobody's going to like nobody, everyone's going to go home and start like Googling that and be like, tell me how to build trust. Right. <laughs> Building trust equals dollars. Absolutely. But again, you think about it. If, if people don't trust you as a leader, you're not going to retain oh, yeah. them. They're not going to work. They're not going to give you their all. They're not going to go towards your vision because they don't trust it. If your teammates mm-hmm. don't trust each other, think of how much lost energy and productivity and emotions there are yeah. there. And if people don't trust your brand or don't trust your products or service or want to do business with you, they're not going to buy from you. You don't exist. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I'm not arguing with you at all. I think that that makes a lot of sense. It's just such an interesting twist on it. Cause I don't think, you know, as we think about bottom lines, we're like, Oh, spreadsheets, (laughs) which is where I start to geek out. I'm like, yeah, Ooh, spreadsheets. And I'm like, where's the trust line item in spreadsheets. And it's like, no, it's not there, but it's sprinkled into every single line with like invisible ink. 100%. I, I, when I read the research on that, I was like, you know, the CPA in me was like, Oh, it's like, my life makes sense. It's all coming together. It's, like, it's all coming together. <laughs> oh, I love it. So Leah at the perk, you know, you guys do a lot of work with leaders and trust and mindset. Talk to me a little bit about the level up club and, you know, some of the other initiatives you guys have going on. Yeah. Oh, this is a great podcast. I just get to talk about all my favorite things. That, you know, maybe that'll be the subtitle of Welcome to Eloma. Everyone's favorite things. Talk about all your favorite things. So at The Perk, we really focus on equipping leaders with the skills that they need today and going forward to confidently and effectively lead their teams. Because as we've seen, the skills that you need now are way different than you needed five years ago. You know, the pandemic has really shifted things for the world. So the skills that leaders really need today are communication skills, coaching skills, employee well-being, and trust building skills. And so we put together, and what was fantastic was we already had this program called the Level Up Club that we've been doing at organizations. It's a six-month training and coaching program. And we had just been calling it trust building skills. Like we're all of the skills we're teaching here are trust. They build trust. Then all this research came out that the skills you need now are coaching skills, communication skills, and employee well-being skills. Well, all of those skills were the ones that we were teaching in the level up club. So it felt very, it was just, it was this awesome thing where it's like, oh, we've been doing this. And now the research and the data has caught up, which felt very, I don't know, fun. You're you're such an innovator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I got lucky. (laughs) Just got lucky. But yeah, so that's what we're doing internally within organizations is our six month level up club program where we're teaching communication skills, coaching skills, employee well-being skills, and trust skills. So really equipping leaders with the skills that they actually need now and going forward. Yes. I love that. And are you working just with leaders or are you working with their teams as well? Leaders and teams. So in some of our clients, we're doing just groups of leaders. And then those leaders are like, I want to do this with my team. Because also what's really great about it, as you've seen with team coaching as well, is when you're coaching an entire team together in those sessions, they're building connection. They're building culture. They're we're creating a psychologically safe space for them to be vulnerable with each other. So it's not just them learning skills that are going to make them better and the company better. It's them learning it together and really becoming a cohesive team. So we do groups of leaders. We do leaders and their teams. We do emerging leaders. So a group of emerging leaders at an organization. Yeah. 
as you can tell, I'm real excited about this and passionate about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you're, you're working with organizations as well as like startups and smaller companies, right? Yeah. So some of our clients are, you know, they want to get culture and team engagement right from the get-go. So we have, you know, two person startup, and then we also work with large organizations as well. I love it. Um, yeah, so there's so much there in terms of, you know, we bring it back. We started off talking about mindset and leadership and have thrown trust into the mix because it's, it's so necessary. And I think as we talk about all these things and, and the choices that we make from a mindset standpoint and how that affects everything, you know, ultimately I think we're all trying to achieve some level of success, whatever that might look like. And I've been on a a huge rant on this myself lately on defining success. Uh, So Leah, for you right now, what would you say is your current definition of success? That is such a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You knew this was coming. You knew I would ask you about your definition of success. Such a good question. I like the way you phrase it though, of like, what's your definition of success right now? And I think my definition of success right now is doing work that I love with people that I love, making an impact on the world, getting to be the mom that I want to be, having consistent, excellent childcare. (laughs) That's like, so that I can do work that I want. You have full control over, right? Like, yeah, there's nothing that would inhibit that. But it's like, I need that consistent, excellent childcare, which we now have so that I can do the work that I love with the people that I love making an impact on the world and having a happy children and a happy husband. Like that to me right now is success. Yeah. I mean, I love that. That's beautiful. And, you know, piggybacking off of that, uh, I'm not, you're a mom of two beautiful little girls and I'm not going to sit here and say like, how do you do it? Because like, mm, that's not the question we're going to ask today, but I do want to give you a platform for, uh, to share any words of advice. If there are any moms out there who are thinking about pursuing, starting their own business, maybe questioning, like, how do you go about it? You know, as Leah shared, like she started the perk with, with Betty, who is just a couple of months old, Mm -hmm. and now you've just had a second Mm -hmm. little one, you know, what words of advice would you give to moms who are thinking about entrepreneurship? Words of advice are do it for sure. Also, it truly takes a village. Ask for help, get your support team in place. I don't even want to call it a support team. Get your team in place. Like I really, you know, you have a team at your business, but you also need a team to help with your kids so that you can be in the business and have the mindset, have the space to have the right mindset to be in the business. So I would say words of advice are definitely do it. You are meant to do it, go for it and ask for help, get help, be okay. When people offer help, take them up on it because I couldn't do any of this if I didn't have loads and loads and loads of help. Yeah. I think, you know, people have always said that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. As somebody who doesn't have children yet, I've also said it takes a village to build a business. So we're just talking about a lot of village people here. So, (laughs) you know, tap in, tap into all the village people you have, you know, work on the community mindset. That's what what it is. It all comes back to community and it all comes back to mindset. It's 
it's not a failure if you need a community to help you build a successful business and help you build a successful family. That's not a failure. It's yeah, great. I always say, no, I think it's part yeah, of the process. I always say if I can, the more people I can have loving my children, like the love for them grows exponentially. I yep. feel like my love yep. for my kids is endless, but ultimately there is a limit. But if I can have a million <laughs> other people, especially, in certain, yeah, especially days. in certain days, if I can have a million other people <laughs> loving my children, the love that they have in the world, it's just, it's exponential. Having a community is yeah. fantastic. It's not a failure. Yes. So tap into those communities, both for building your business and for building your life and mm -hmm. your family. Leah, you also talked about wanting to make an impact with the work that you do. So tell me a little bit about what impact it is that you want to make or legacy you may want to leave. Oh, I haven't had anyone ask me about legacy in a long time. Zinger. Oh, legacy. Coming at you. Coming at you. Honestly, when I think about legacy, and this is probably going to sound so cliche, but it's truly what I think about. When I think about legacy, I think about my daughters and I think about them being so proud of the work that I've done and the woman that I was and am, I think about them. And that to me, that's legacy. When I had Betty, you know, one of the things I was really thinking about was that I need to not just look down and tell her how to live her life. I need her to look up and see how I'm living mine. And hopefully that mm. will inspire her to choose the life that she wants to live. And so that to me is legacy of living every day so that they can look up at me and be really proud of who I am and what I've done. I love it. And I don't care how <laughs> cliche that sounds. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. And then one more question for you. What is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Whoa. My mind is blown. Ask that again. <laughs> yes. I love good questions. Leah Rowe, what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. I don't know what my greatest. That's the ticking clock. <laughs> I don't know what my greatest insight or discovery is, but I will say, one that I've been thinking about a lot recently, which goes with mindset, is that I do feel like life and entrepreneurship, at least for me, is a constant teaching that I'm not in control of anything. The only thing I'm in control of is my mindset and my thoughts. Woo! Girl, that was such a great improv moment. Bring it all the way back. That's a callback way to the top of the episode. That was well That's played. That's the only thing I'm in control of. And that will drive my feelings, my actions, and my results. But ultimately, everything else, I'm not in control of it. And it's a constant lesson in that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that terrifying, liberating? Um, it depends on the what, day. What is that? It depends feel? on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on the day. I love it. I love it. All right. So wise words from Leah Rowe, in summary, we are in control of nothing except the choice of our mindset. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going <laughs> to mic drop on that one. 
Leah, you are a joy. You are amazing. I'm so grateful for you on so many oh, levels. Feeling is so mutual. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. And for all of our guests who will obviously now love you just as much as I do, what's the best way for them to get in touch the with you? The best way is LinkedIn. That's where I'm the most active. So Leah Rowe on LinkedIn, or you can email me, Leah at choosetheperk.com. And you should always choose always the perk. Always choose the perk. So. all right leah thank you so much love you long time thanks for being on the show thank you to continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality subscribe to the welcome to eloma email list at welcome to eloma.com